Welcome back to Edgework on the Hammer Betting Network. I'm Zach Phillips, and today and every Thursday at 10.30 a.m. Eastern Time, I will be joined by Alex B. Smith and So Money, and we are on a brand new YouTube channel today, as well as a new Twitch channel on the Edgework YouTube channel and the Hammer Hockey Twitch right now. So if you guys are finding us for the first time or you've seen this before and you have not hit this button yet, make sure to go hit subscribe, hit like on this video, and turn on those notifications so you get notified Monday through Friday when the Edgework live show goes live 10.30 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, recapping the night's before his games, looking ahead at tonight's games, and giving our best bets. Guys, we are about a week into the NHL season, and it has gotten the better of me at this point. I am cheering for a team that is 2-2, two and two, but I have let it get an absolute hold of me here. My already patchy and scraggly beard is just getting away from me, but I, I'm cheering for a team that's 2-2. Two and two. At this point, I couldn't imagine what it must be like out in Vancouver, so money, cheering for a team that is 0-3-1, and one, and can't figure out how to hold on to a two goal lead. You know, I was um, I was thinking about this the other day when the um, when the season win totals and the point totals came out. I would get messages from um, from partners and from like other betters that you know this this seems a little bit high on the Canucks. What do you think, right? So I don't I don't bet much of to, um, like the team totals and stuff, but just just looking at it, I thought that yeah, it looks probably looks a little bit high, but we know that they're we know that their um, defense is weak. They'll 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 get that short up, and then we go. The um, training camp starts. Okay, um, there's still time. They, they, there's probably salary cap concerns. They'll 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 get the defense taken care of. No problem. And then and then we start the season. It's the same defense. If I'm sitting here, looking at this roster, and there's other people around me looking at the same thing. I'm sure that they know as well, right? So you don't address the defense, right? You have a coach where if you didn't want to bring him back, then don't bring him back. You are management. If you were concerned about the about what the fans' reaction was, honestly, who cares about the fans? You are management. If you don't want to bring someone back, don't bring him back. And then we had this press conference about some ridiculous zone breakouts and like that's the reason why we're not giving him an extension we're trying to see what like the zone break- zone breakout is and stuff so now four games into the season i'm sitting here thinking that are have they changed the way they played from last season because they look completely lost right are they sitting here worrying about this zone breakout that like management from like up high is looking down and like trying to make some bullshit excuse not to like sorry my language trying to like not like bring them back right so like Either fire the coach. Now you have a coach who didn't get an extension, right? Who I don't know how they're playing on on nice if they've changed the way that they played. A team that has absolutely no confidence at all, right? How hard it is to four games where you blow multi-goal leads. Just like thinking about that, like I just can't even fathom this, right? I've never seen this before. Four multi-goal leads and and they've and 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 they've just blown it. Right. So I think that um, that's where I am right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And just to, to tag on to that, too, it, it's just, you know, mind boggling. And, and I mentioned this on, on a couple other programs on Twitter as well about how, you know, one of the big changes that the coaching staff of Vancouver this year was they added Mike Yo to the uh, 
the the uh, assistance to the rest. And if you go back, you look when he was in Minnesota. There was a really good team, tons of talent. They couldn't get things rolling offensively because he's more of a defensive minded coach. As soon as he leaves, we see Minnesota rise to kind of where they are now as one of the stronger players in the Western Conference. He goes to St. Louis. He's coaching a team there in last place in January 1st, back in 2016, 2017. He leaves. Craig Berube takes over. They end the summer hoisting the Stanley Cup. He was with Philly last year as an assistant, eventually becoming the interim coach. They were absolutely horrific. They basically went 13 and 40 the rest of the way with him leading the way. He's gone. Look at Philadelphia. Three wins and a competitive uh, loss last night against Florida. So it seems like everywhere this guy's gone, he's pretty much brought the team down. And, and you talk about defensive breakdowns, blowing leads. That's supposed to be his role. He's supposed to be the defensive coach and working with the, with the penalty kill, that side of the puck. And that, that's really where their breakdowns have been so far through four games. So it may not just be Boudreaux. It may be Yo and some of the other guys on that staff as well. Yeah, and so money. I'm going to tell you I'm no stranger to teams that uh, don't fix the defense and then sit there and wonder why the team defense is no much no better than it was the year before. So I can sympathize with you there. But Alex, you're talking about teams that uh, blew leads. How about a team that was on the flip side of a lead the other night? The LA Kings against the Nashville Predators. They're down 3-1 to one in the third period. They managed to tie it up with just over two minutes left. Then they take that win into overtime. The LA Kings have been really impressive so far this season. They're having a pretty good road trip right now. They were, uh, they're a team that I had hopes for this year in terms of taking a step forward from where they were last year. Uh, I actually picked Todd McClellan as my Jack Adams winner ahead of the season. I think that they've got a whole bunch of young pieces there. You get those guys to take a step forward in their games. If that team continues to elevate, can maybe find the next gear surrounded by some of these veteran guys who've been there. They've won their cups. You got a pretty decent goaltending tandem, mind you, as long as they can both stay healthy throughout the entire season. But I think that could be an opportunity for a guy like Todd McClellan to maybe get some of the limelight. But in terms of what they've done so far this season, how are you feeling about the LA Kings? through one week of that NHL action. Yeah, the last three games, they've really embraced the whole Hollywood hockey concept. I mean, they've been in some really <laughs> exciting showdowns. 7-6 uh, here in St. Paul against the Wild. Then they had the, the back-and-forth battle with Detroit, you know, end up winning that game in overtime. And then coming from behind against Nashville uh, in their last game and getting the win. This is a, a fun team to watch. And, you know, I was worried about L.A. this year because the leap that they took last year, that's what I was expecting to see from this season. I didn't think they were going to be a playoff team last year. They, they really shocked me in, in that aspect. So now to see them continue to play well and, and like I said, maybe even take a step further than that, uh, it, it, it's good to see. And the fact that you're seeing some rejuvenated energy from those veterans, as you mentioned, Anze Kopitar, Drew Doughty. The Jonathan Quick, these guys have seemed to have new life now where they were kind of just going through the motions and it looked like, oh, here comes a, a long rebuild for the LA Kings. The core group is going to be kind of broken apart. But those three have kind of fed off of the energy from Kevin Fiala and Gabe Velarde and, and, and some of these younger players that have come in. And so it's, it's just a, a really good system right now. And McClellan, you know, he's one of those guys that, he, you know, his system works for a while until it doesn't. It falls apart, but he's still pretty fresh, and he's familiar with those teams in that Pacific Division. So I think they're going to make a, a nice little run. They could be, you know, uh, like I said, McClellan is a dark horse for the Jack Adams Trophy. That's not a, a bad bet to make it all. Yeah, and uh, I mean, it's just that team. You you added in some young guys there over the past couple of years, whether it be via trade or draft picks that you've acquired and brought these guys in. Like these are guys who, at very least, will be here past the. Drew Doughty's and Anze Kopitar's and Jonathan Quick's. So 
you got to kind of develop them and prepare them to take over the team after the fact and be in a position to be the leaders of that group and having these guys ahead of them to kind of build them up and help them through some of that stuff helps them help them through some of the growing pains alongside of them as if they're going to continue to play well like that i think that king's team could be in good position now let's look at some of the games for tonight before we dig into our best bets three games that i'd be interested to dig into and it involves teams who are on it's Canadian teams, essentially, who are in the limelight here. And to an extent, it's probably because of the media in Canada. And to a portion of it is just going to be because they're underperforming teams at this point. First game I want to dig into, looking at tonight, the Vancouver Canucks against the Minnesota Wild. Both of these teams very badly need a win at this point. Vancouver has yet to get one continuing, as so many mentioned, to blow some leads here. I mean, maybe it's just because they can't break out the puck. I don't know. But uh Going up against the Minnesota Wilds, who have not been able to really shut anything down defensively, so even if they're able to contribute offensively, it's been just an absolute gong show the other end. Looking at the Canucks against the Wild here tonight, both teams needing wins. So, Money, I'll go to you first. How are you feeling about this matchup? How do you see this one kind of playing out? So if you um, if you look at the number just, just, just on the surface, the Canucks are painted about plus 150 to the mid plus 150s across the board. So you look at that and you and and you think that okay, <clears throat> there's some there's some value there on the on on the Canucks, but at this point just subjectively looking at this team, I don't think that that's that's enough for 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 me to get involved with the with the Canucks on that game. Now, certainly I'm not laying that with the Wild with their with their with their goaltending situation, so this is a game on the side. I would probably pass um, in terms of the total. Um, it's 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 already been juiced up from um, um, at the at the six and a half, which is which is a fair adjustment uh, considering the uh, defensive abilities of these teams. But um, I think that um, if you were to look at maybe an alternate uh, uh, like like an alternate total on this game, like a you could get like a even um, even money plus seven right now um, on the over. I think that that would possibly be the only way I would look. But this is not a game that I'm I'm looking to uh, get involved with. Hopefully, throughout the day, it doesn't um, it doesn't get into my range where I'm going to have no choice. But I would like to <laughs> I would like to sit this one out. Yeah, this is one I'm actually going to jump into, and these are two desperate hockey clubs needing wins. Uh, and having collective issues, and, and the issues are kind of flip-flop for these teams. Minnesota's problem has been the first period. They've been giving up goals and bunches early in contests, where, of course, we talked about with the Canucks, it's it's been the last 40 minutes of play that's uh, kind of played them a bit. So when you have that kind of a, a matchup, and, and you look at first period totals like they do, uh, and we're seeing you know mostly twos now, because we're seeing mostly six and a half for the full game total. So that's kind of the new normal as far as that number is concerned. But this is even a spot I wouldn't shy away from, and it's very rare that I do this, laying 155 or 160 on a one and a half because I feel that these two teams are clashing at the right spot and having the, the right or, should I say, wrong issues uh, to face one another. Vancouver's been getting off the hot starts, Minnesota allowing a lot of goals early, and I think they want to try to push the tempo themselves. So they say, hey, listen, we've been giving up a lot on the back end. Let's try to start off with the lead. 
and, and, and push things forward and, and, and dictate the tempo, especially at home at Excel Energy Center, where they're a much better team uh, over the last couple of years. So I really like this over one and a half. I'll lay 155 or 160 uh, if available with this one. I think we're going to see some goals here early and often. And if you are following along with the show, you want to track all the bets that are placed here in real time or you want to see them after. And then when the games are going on, you want to see how they're panning out. Make sure to download the BetStamp app and head over to the marketplace where you'll be able to find the Edgework account. All the all the picks from Monday through Friday from all the shows will be tracked on there so you can see them in real time. You'll get notified as soon as they get placed. So even if you miss, miss a show, you'll still get the bets. But Alex, it's kind of funny how you're mentioning how Wild's game plan goes versus the Canucks here. This one almost seems as though it's fit into uh, fit into Wild's, uh, their perfect storyline, giving up a few goals early. The Canucks get their lead and then off it goes. Another game that I wanted to get into here was the Oilers game against the Carolina Hurricanes. The Oilers, uh, as everyone knows, this is a team with that can contribute a lot of offense, and that would primarily come from two guys in Leon Dreisaitl and Connor McDavid. But they go out this summer, they acquire their big free agent in Jack Campbell. They think that they may have their goaltending issues solved, and quite the opposite so far to start the season. He's expected to start here tonight against Freddie Anderson and the Carolina Hurricanes. For when you're looking at the Edmonton Oilers, I believe that it's more than just a goaltending issue. I think that they lack some depth throughout their lineup, whether it be offensively behind those top guys on their first line, or if you split them out on their first and second lines. And then I think that they lack some of the defensive depth, but right now it's kind of ending up all on Jack Campbell's shoulders. What do you guys make of the storyline? So money out in Edmonton right now with these goaltending woes and with this team that they've built. It's just, it's just funny because um, we see the same storylines kind of play out with these teams every season, right? So now, granted, the Oilers, they did try to to fix their goaltending as much as they could. Like, I'm not... I'm I'm not as low on Jack Campbell as um, as I know a lot of people are. I think that um, if he can be in the right situation, I think I, I think he'll be fine. And I'm I'm actually very high on um, on on a Skinner there as well. So um, they've they've at least tried. I I agree with you on the depth. Um, I think that uh, that uh, that throughout the lineup, I think they 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 kind of get too over reliant on um, on their top heavy stars, which. Granted, it's the best player in the world, right? So, yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, I would be reliant on him as well. But um, yeah, so I in 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 this game here, um, Carolina, they're a legit three and zero here. I'm all I'm looking at the score at how I've graded their their games the last um, their games here, and it's 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 all it's all legit for them. Um, Edmonton. They they try to turn it on there against Buffalo and I don't really I I don't really take anything away from that game uh, because they just got goalie that Comrie was Comrie was outstanding so I think that we are currently with the pro, probably a pick'em game or I I I would have this game at a at a fifty fifty I will say that there is a possibility that um, um that Antti Ranta goes in this game. Um, and I've been seeing this for a couple of years now. I think the market overreacts to when, to to when he he gets into the games. Um, I I don't have a problem with him. I think that in a lot of teams he would be a starting goaltender. So um, even if it is anti Ranta, I think that um, if if Carolina gets a little bit of a bump, um, if 
if, if he goes, then then I would look that side. Otherwise, I think that lining this game out of 50-50 is, um, is, is fair. Yeah, I'm right there with you, so money. I, I believe this is a, and I think this is more of a Carolina spot. Looking historically, they've won five of the last six meetings, and I think they feel, you know, a lot of people would probably say this is, could be a potential Stanley Cup Finals preview. Uh, granted, if Edmonton can get things roll, you know, rolling and get their goaltending situation figured out, which I agree with you too as well. And Jack Campbell, I'm not ready to just write him off just yet. I think you know, give him some time, and he's got a, he's still got pressure on him. It's not the same pressure he had on him in Toronto. But he still has pressure on him to win. Uh, it's almost probably the, the closest uh, comparison you can make to playing in Toronto would be Edmonton because they, with uh, you know having McDavid and Drysaddle, they're expected to finally do something soon because before you know it, they start losing again. They start struggling in this Pacific Division. It's just a matter of time before you start hearing those rumblings of, is Conor McDavid really going to stick around in Edmonton? Is he going to want to get out? Are they going to try and if, – if, you know, he could force his hand and make a trade, even being the best player in the world and having that big, big of a contract – he really feels he can't win there. So these are important matchups against these, uh, you know, interconference opponents that are, you know, ranked highly as far as could they make a run to a, to a cup final. So I think both teams are going to be geared up for this one, but I like Carolina in the spot a bit more. And like I said, Auntie Ronta, when he's healthy and, on, and uh, he's on his game, he can be one of the, the top tier goalies in this league. It's just that he's had a real issue staying healthy consistently uh, throughout his career. But I, like I said, I don't have the drop off between him and Frederick Anderson that far off either. Yeah, I don't know where you guys stand on this, but over the past couple of years, I've kind of altered my some of my mindset. I think Vasilevsky in Tampa Bay was a little bit of an outlier uh, for my argument here, but I don't think to win Stanley Cups anymore, you need that superstar elite goaltender. You need a guy who can play well and get hot at the right time and also have the right team, obvi- like obviously a Stanley Cup caliber team in front of them. But it's a guy who maybe doesn't need to steal you games. It's a guy who just doesn't need to lose you games. As long as that guy's not going in there and losing you games, I think you could be in a position with your goalies where if you find a guy who can just be a guy and he doesn't have to be the guy, you could be in a good position to win a cup. And I think that that became evident with Bennington in St. Louis, with Kemper in Colorado, um, and kind of bouncing around. Even when you go to Washington, Holtby ends up getting in there, but he wasn't the guy for for a majority of that playoff run. Like it, it was back and forth, Matt Murray in Pittsburgh. Like, so I think these teams who go out and acquire guys, as you guys have mentioned here with Jack Campbell, they still could be in good position to go along, go for run with those, those tendies in that there. But the final game I want to get into uh, before we get into some of our best bets and player props here, my team, the Toronto Maple Leafs. Now, this is a team just loves headlines. Sheldon ja- uh, Keefe obviously had to go it after the game against the Coyotes and stir the pot saying that uh, the difference between the Toronto Maple Leafs and the Arizona Coyotes is the Toronto Maple Leafs have all-star players and they didn't play like all-star players. Now that obviously leads to a loss. I'm not, I'm not even going to sit here and lie to you guys. That's not something I was shocked to see that uh, we lost to the Coyotes there. That is, that's the Leafs. That's the Leafs year after year after year. I looked at that line earlier in the day. Minus 500, the Leafs were favored against the Arizona Coyotes at home. Anybody who talked to me about that game, I told them straight up, I love the Leafs, but this is an Arizona or nothing game. If you want to bet on a team to win here, do not touch the Maple Leafs at all. Laying 500 on them there, especially in that situation against the Coyotes, was not ideal. But this is a team who their top-end talent, I mean, aside from William Nylander from my perspective, but aside from in their top-end talent, has just not been there so far this year. They have not been dominant. 
You go into this game against the Dallas Stars tonight, facing likely Jake Ottinger. It looked like he was expected to go here. How are you guys viewing the Toronto Maple Leafs outside of the Toronto hockey bubble? Well, I I don't know what Keith said that was so that was so controversial here, right? Like, <laughs> no. Um, and 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 Zach, you'll know you'll know better than me, but I don't think this is the first time he's had to clarify clarify comments that he's made, right? So it's not. No. At, at some point, you said what you said, right? Just stick by what you said, right? It 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 damages your credibility when you constantly have to backtrack and and clarify what you meant constantly, right? So. And I don't even think what he said was bad, right? Like, no. it is true that that is the difference between the teams, and and your elite players are not playing like elite players. There's nothing wrong with saying that, right? Um, of course, in the Toronto media or any other Canadian market, you're gonna have that stuff blown up. But like outside looking in, I I, I had no I, I had no um, issue with with what he was saying. Um, for this game, I. I can't make a case for um, Toronto laying this number right now. Um, I think that um, there's just like the Canucks, there's um, there's a lot to shore up there, and I think that um, you are going to have a lot of narrative stuff about well, the team's going to respond now after the coach called them out and all that, uh, and all that stuff. But just just uh, just, just looking at the number, um, this is another game that if. If if Dallas gets gets a little bit higher, um, I'd be interested in them. But um, at this point, um, I I wouldn't I wouldn't touch either either team right now. Yeah, before Alex, before you say anything, I just want to throw out there: when it comes to narratives or these players will respond. If you're referring to the Toronto Maple Leafs, don't bank on that. <laughs> I get you, I get you. And you know the thing with this too is honestly this this particular matchup. It, it it screams like a red flag to me because plus 145 with Jake Ottinger, most of the time I would run, not walk to the window to grab that price. Uh, I think he's one of the better goalies. I have I think I have him ranked higher than, than a lot of other people, but I think he's he's definitely a top five goalie in the making. If he's not already top 10 for sure, he's definitely getting toward that top five status. Uh, and the thing is, Dallas has historically done really poor against Toronto. In Toronto, they've lost two of the last nine. Overall, three of the last 11. That's a lot of various teams. I don't really like to look the trends that far back, especially with all the different things we've seen with schedules over the last four to five years. But there is some truth to this, especially when you're talking about those interconference matchups, be it how they land in the schedule, where you're on the road, you're in the middle of a road trip or end of a road trip. There's, there's different factors to that. But the way Toronto's playing, like I said, you know, whenever things get amped up in the media, then you kind of, you know, you, you're gut instinct is to kind of go with them. Oh, maybe they, you know, rally the troops tonight and, and get a win. But at this high of a price, I wouldn't look at it. If, if you really were looking at playing in Toronto, your only option would have to be in regulation. But like I said, even at that point, this is one I want to watch and observe. I want to see how these two teams kind of react and maybe go from something, uh, you know, moving forward. Yeah, I would, uh, I would not be uh, touching this one at the, at the price that it is right now. And as you mentioned, like Jake Oninger, he is, first of all, he isn't just an incredible goaltender. And the Leafs are now. I personally hate the narrative of this, but like I, you do see it happen. The Leafs are a team that often can get goalied, right? Like they can just have that happen where it just 
And when you're going up against a guy who is an incredible goaltender on the other end, I could see that being the case. Yeah. All right, let's get into our best bets here for tonight. I had one um, uh, earlier. The line has moved since. I wouldn't play it past. I played it this morning, and I'll just say it was the New York Rangers at minus 250 against the San Jose Sharks. For me, they're at home. San Jose is coming in. I really don't think that San Jose is a good team, but that line and unfortunately it's still gone it's still sitting at some books at 263 i don't know it would be a little more hesitant of a play it's a big number to lay on them but i really think that this rangers team is a very good team i don't think san jose is that good i don't think they're trying to be that good right now they're trying to develop some of these guys but otherwise you've traded away your pieces right you're looking at pavelski moved on burns has now moved on this offseason riding out on james reimer and you're going into a a new york team that's actually in my opinion a very good team now and that continues to roll just probably not going to put up those numbers that he put up last year that might be a little unsustainable over a two-year period but still a Vesna candidate goaltender um is there any other games that you guys were looking at for your best bets alex i can start with you you did lay the uh over one and a half in the canucks wild game first period but is there anything else on your radar uh, well, I got to say, you know, a hockey team is, is absolute hot garbage when 250 is actually a value play in the line, <laughs> yeah. for another 50 cents to, to $3. We don't say that too often, uh, you know, uh, in, in circles for sure. But uh, I'm looking at Carolina. You know, like I said, this is I think this is a good uh, plus price. I would like for it to be a little bit higher, but I, I would take a shot here at even money or plus a dollar five. Uh, in Edmonton, like I said, I think this is a big matchup. These two teams, uh, you know, understand the importance of, of beating one another and, and, and playing up to class against the upper echelon team. And I think Carolina, you know, being on the road, I think, they, you know, sometimes you know, we talk about it with the Torontos and Edmontons of the world, when they have that pressure on them and, and things are going on in the media, it, the, you, you feel that you could have a team, you know, show up and, and, and get the job done. But sometimes that pressure can kind of fall on you, especially being at home. Sometimes the pressure of being at home, you, know, you think, oh, your home, it's all comfort. But if the fans are razzing you, you know, you go down to nothing in the first period here in Edmonton, the fans will not hesitate to boo you as you yeah. head to the locker room. So that can kind of get in your mind a little bit too. So I think Carolina comes out hot, gets a little bit of a lead and maybe takes the crowd out of it. And I think they can win this game. So I'm going to go Hurricanes with my best bet. All right, that has been locked in on the Edgework Bet Stamp account. And as I had mentioned earlier, if you want to follow these plays in real time, you can download the Bet Stamp app, head to the marketplace and search up Edgework. Follow the account and you will get notified every single time a play is tracked and you can go back and track them after the fact. So, Money, are there any games you're looking at tonight for your best bets? Yeah, at the um, at, at the current number right now, I think there's um, there's still a little bit of value left um, left on the Nashville Predators. Uh, bet them. Um, I bet them earlier. I think um, if we can get that at um, at just below or around minus one forty five, I think that that's that was my that, that was my upper range on them. Um, Nashville is one of those teams. I'm not. I'm not very high on. Um, I think that um, last year there was a lot of there was a lot of UC Soros um, kind of. Um, taking care of all their, all their, all their deficiencies. Um, but Columbus is the team that I'm, I'm extremely low on for me to lay this money, this, this kind of price on the road in the NHL with a team that I'm, that I already, I'm not really high on, I think says a lot at, um, at how low I've got, I've got Columbus here. Um, obviously I, I saw them first um, just, just last game. 
Um, they're they're a mess defensively, um, and I think that um, it's. I see that the Nashville money has come in quite a bit here, so I think that up until minus one forty five is where I would um, I would draw the I would make the make the cutoff on the on the Preds here. Yeah, I uh, I had made a play on the Preds against the LA Kings. I messaged you guys about it the other day, and unfortunately, that one ended up swinging against me with the Kings coming back with two minutes left. I went to bed with about five minutes left. I was seeing the Preds were up three to two, I'm thinking, okay, like let's hold on here. I wake up in the morning and see that that one ended up uh, ended up a loser. But uh, I I think the Preds team, the Preds are an interesting team this year for me because we kind of went through this little lull period where it was like. They weren't, a, they weren't going to be a good team. And they were going to trade away all these guys. They were going to trade away all of their players. And then now it's back. They were a playoff team last year. They kind of look like they might be building for something this year. So it's just going to be interesting to follow that team as they go through this season. Are there any player props you guys are looking at here tonight? Or is that kind of the extent of it? You know, I probably would take a shot with Matt Boldy to get a point tonight in that uh, Wild and, and Canucks game. He's a guy who uh, was able to get you know, a few shots on goal. He's got some quality looks, always in the front of the net on that first line when he's he's getting with uh, Kaprizov and, and Zuccarello. So he's definitely a guy that uh, I think would be a, some good value to get uh, for a point tonight. I'm I'm going to take a shot here with um, going into in, into Ottawa here. Everybody scores on the Sens, so um, I think that. <laughs> Um, Lars Eller is going to be playing on the on the on the top line there, um, with 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 all the injuries that they've had. Um, I saw him at plus uh, three three twenty something on Pinnacle. Um, that's that that's where I'm going to go. Um, um, all the um, the the Caps coaching staff they've been really impressed with the way that he's been he's been working and that and and he's fully healthy now. So and uh, promoting him onto the top line today, I think that. Um, I do like him to uh, to uh, get a goal here. Well, if you liked it at 320, you'll love it at 360 at Caesars oh, there. there. So make sure uh, you shop around. So we'll lock that in. The only other one that uh, I was looking at, it is a, a little lower down, but it is in again in the Minnesota game, kind of going to follow along with what Alex was saying. And I kind of feel like we might see a lot of goals in this one. And it was uh, Matt Zuccarello. Um, Anytime goal scorer, I was finding him at 240 on Caesars. Uh, I kind of like that one. I just think that at some point here, that first line is just going to have to start dominating a little bit. Zuccarello is getting a lot of minutes. I don't think Vancouver's defense is very good at all. Sorry, so money, but I don't think that they are. And I think that if the Wilder is going to turn this around and actually get that win that we we believe they're so desperate for, it's going to come on the guys, the uh, the top tier guys in Minnesota there. So I'm going to take Matt Zuccarello at any time goal scorer there. But guys, that about does it for today's edition of Edgework live every Monday to Friday, 1030 a.m. on the Edgework YouTube channel and on our Twitch as well as on our Twitter. And just a reminder, if you were watching on Twitter or if you usually watch on Twitter and you want to comment or you want things read or questions asked in real time, make sure to head over to our YouTube and Twitch where we will see them. We won't be able to see them from Twitter in real time, unfortunately. So head over to the YouTube, head over to the Twitch, go there and you can comment in real time. But guys, thank you so much for joining me today. Good luck on your bets tonight. And to anyone who hasn't already, make sure to follow so money at so money sports on Twitter and Alex on Twitter as well at AX Smith sports. Good luck with your bets tonight, guys. 
Let's win some money, and I will see you guys next Thursday at 10.30 a.m. Awesome. Thank you.